0: Greetings fellow captains and welcome back to Rake Amateur. Today on Rake Amateur we will be featuring the tier 7 non-premium or tech tree British heavy cruiser HMS Surrey. So welcome back to Rank Amateur. It's been a little while. Um, it's going to be a bit of a shorter episode today because, uh, fortunately, uh, or unfortunately, uh, HMS Surrey is not a real steel ship. She was never actually built. Um, so this is just going to be one big section because we don't really have much history to go over. So, uh, without further ado, let's get into World of Warships news. So there's, um, I guess, a normal amount of news that's gone out lately. Um, they released a statement um, pertaining to the community contributor disaster, um, and I'm trying to find it now, (laughs) of course, maybe they, maybe they took it down or something, but it was a very long statement, didn't say a whole lot, said that, um, they're working on some certain game mechanics and aspects and things like that, and just explanation why they're doing what they are doing, um, a lot of it was kind of meaningless, um, some of it, some of it, um, seemed to make sense, so, I'm not going to go into a lot of details because it is quite a long statement, so you can probably find it on their website. I'm just not able to find it right now for some reason. I did see it earlier this week, though. So as far as news is concerned, um, well, uh, Dockyard or Dockyard's still going on. Um, I actually managed to... I'm on Phase 14 right now. Um, should complete Phase 15, hopefully by like tomorrow or so. Um... And uh, the tier five premium ship that I managed to get out of that tier five premium ship container was the tier five um, French De- French destroyer Sirocco. I think that's how you pronounce it, but I'm not sure. So basically, what it is, it's it. Um, well, it's a traditional French destroyer, 130 millimeter guns, uh, four of them. Uh, and it has the main battery reload booster. However, it's kind of slow. It has a top speed like 32 knots without this, uh, French speed boost, which will get it up to like 39, which is reasonable. But, um, I've only played one battle in it. And that battle, I was top of the team in a tier seven match. So, yeah, it was, uh, it wasn't exactly a ruffle stomp. And I did actually manage to solo kill a Legale Sonier. Um, so... I don't know if that says a lot about me as a French Destroyer player or says not a whole lot about that uh Gal player because I used the smokescreen to, um, to cover my approach and kind of ambushed him and um, made it, did the old gag where you start firing um, and then uh, stop firing, make it look like you launched torpedoes even though your torpedoes were already launched and then he turned out straight into my torpedoes. And uh, yeah, speaking of torpedoes, 13k alpha, 57 knot speed, 7 kilometer range um, with those torpedoes, and um, yeah, it seems like a decent ship. I don't know if it's anything special, but hey, it was free, so I'm not going to complain. And then, uh, yeah, the Pacific War campaign um, has gone live, and that is the USS Missouri's um, like, you know how you can earn it. I say earn it in air quotes because you have to complete this whole huge campaign, which is kind of akin to the Dockyard campaign Except you don't actually get the Missouri You have to you get like some sort of code or something like that and you contact support and they unlock it for you They will they have Done the backbreaking work of unlocking the Missouri for you and giving you the chance to have it for $77.20 Yeah, so don't even bother unless you... I I think there's some, like, rewards for the, uh, campaign. Like, yeah. So you can get rewards for it, and I guess that's worth it. Um, uh, I mean, the rewards are okay. You have, like, a million credits. Uh, Eh, a few flags. Not really worth it. I'd do the Dockyard instead. I really would. You get a Tier five premium ship out of it, even if you don't pay a dime. And you get a Tier eight premium ship if you pay 3,900 balloons to start it. Um, so... Yeah, don't don't bother with it. I've seen people in co-op trying to grind it. Don't don't bother with it. Really, don't. It's not worth it. You can earn a million credits in just a few battles if you have a premium ship. So, uh, line in the room right now is update 10.8. That's going live. Um, and essentially, uh, you can get like camouflages for or well, it's tons of things that um, are going on. But one of the things is the World of Warships sixth anniversary. Um, they're reworking the port for um whatchamacallit uh was a designer's table is now kind of becoming like a gaming desk it looks kind of cool uh you can get different camouflages for for um the leon the gajamada the york the shores the akatsuki or akatsuki not akatsuki it's a tier 7 torpedo boat destroyer and the italian cruiser zara um so yeah i mean you can get containers and they also have a like a sort of a snowflake event. So if you play win a battle or earn 300 base XP, uh so basically playing a co-op battle um in your tier 5 to 10 ships, uh in tiers 5 to 7 you get like one token and in tiers 8 to 9 you get like two tokens or something like that. And then um for tier 10 ships you get a super container. Yes, you get a super container. So I I I think that's quite generous of them. Um and you can you can buy it uh, and there's also, I mean, you can obviously buy these containers. I mean, they would dare make it so you couldn't buy these containers that you can get with these uh, uh, tokens. And you can get, like, other rewards at like Camouflage. It's pretty much like every other event that we've had that's used some variety of tokens. Um, and then there's also a new collection that you can complete, and then it gives you a super container, six gift containers, and a flag for completing this um, container, or f- for completing the um, collection container. Jeez, I can't speak today. Um... Yeah, so, and in ten point eight, Dutch cruisers will be fully researchable. Uh, so yeah, um, I mean everyone knows what a Dutch cruiser can do right now. Uh, if in case maybe you don't play World of Warships, basically it's a well cruiser with good maneuverability, concealment, short uh, high velocity shells, short uh, shell flight time, uh, large guns at high tiers. Uh, Johan de Witt, the tier nine, has um, two hundred forty millimeters, and tier ten, uh, Gordon Lowe has uh 283 millimeters uh pretty good armor they're close in ships the accuracy is not very good and they have to suffer from um uh long duration fires but they do have the airstrike consumable which allows them to essentially just bomb its ships from behind islands and things like that it's basically uh, the first counter we've had the first reliable counter besides aircraft carriers that to camping and uh, battleships, like Soviet battleships, face tanking us. So I think that's kind of cool. Um, the dockyard's still going on. Uh, Soviet aircraft carriers are in early access now. Uh, yeah. Soviet aircraft carriers. Yay. What everyone wanted. Um. Yeah, so Soviet aircraft carriers, one attacking flight. It's a really large attacking flight, but incredibly low hit points on the aircraft, or at least last time I checked. They could change it. Um, And they have Tiny Tim Rockets from Tier 6 and up. Uh, They have Skip Bombers from Tier 8 and up. Um, And from Tier 8 and up, they have Jet Boosters. So, yeah, 100% realistic. Whatever. (laughs) Um, yeah, so essentially you can, yeah, you can get them in early access and there's also a tier eight premium and um, you can also get um these Soviet tokens or doubloons and the, or um you can get from daily bundles and things and you can exchange them for early access to the Soviet carriers if you really want to. What I've been using early access ships for is I've literally just haven't touched them. Unless they're, you know, good and I want to play them, I just, I get them, I s- sit them in my port, and once the early access event ends, I sell them. <laughs> and I reap the benefits of those credits. Because that's a, even if, though they sell for less than what you would be able to buy them for, since you didn't buy them with credits, you have a net gain of credits. Um. Uh, and there's another, essentially, Battle of the Beasts event, except it's called Aircraft Bureau Rivalry. Um, essentially, you get... um. There's three teams instead of fours, and then there's team patches will be awarded for personal progress, and then um, you know, there's uh, like you can get rewards and things like that. I don't I don't exactly know. Maybe like a unique commander or something like that that you can get um, in each of these stages. Uh, last one week. There's four weeks, so four stages, and uh, you can get six wo- years of World of Warships containers, theme patches, victory, camouflages, coal, and Soviet tokens. So yeah. Also, convoy mode. Um, basically, it's uh, it seems pretty neat. Um, you're just supposed to escort AI-controlled convoys. One team has to escort, one team tries to sink them, and the escorting team wins if um, all the or if one of the uh, bot transports makes it to the zone where they're supposed to go, and the uh, def- and the attacking team wins if all the escorts are sunk or if all the transports are sunk. So, yeah. And you also get rewards for, like, taking damage. Like, let's say there's a torpedo that's going to kill one of your transports. If you go and throw your ship in front of it and take the torpedo for it, you get, like, rewards and things for that. So I think it's kind of cool. Armory, um, the Tier 8 Premium Soviet carrier, Chekalov, will be available. Um, Yeah, and new bundles and things like that for the Research Bureau. Or not for the Research Bureau, for the community center they have on there. Um and the Chikalov is uh available for twelve thousand three hundred balloons Um different content adjustments, there's new camouflages. Um uh, yeah, King of Primitives for Republic, Con Racer for Minotaur, Lord of Seekers for Manfred von Richthofen, and Superior for Venezia. Uh new Soviet commander and there's new collections for transformers um yeah yeah there's new patches for for um these transformers um new patches for uh for merit service mooncake you got and hms belfast new commemorative flags for moon rabbit Ch- uh, Ch- chile presidential and mexican flags uh, ships burned. Tulsa, and Gibraltar have been added for testing. Um, Independence Day of Brazil. Um, combat missions are available. And... Different balancing for... Um, the submarines. Different balancing for... Hydrophone consumable. Oh, they've also increased the depth charges uh, from 1 to 2 for Farragut, Monaghan, Icarus, Gallant, Gupard, Eigel, Ernest, Gade, uh, T61, Paolo Emilio, um, Fubuki, Hatsuharu, Shinonomi, Gnevni, Juria, Vastra, Skanie, Oland, Osterjotland, Huangha, Fushun, and Anshan, and Fanyang. Um, that's a much-needed buff. Um... And cruisers De Save and Provincia, Belfast 43, and Huang Ha added the possibility to mount depth charges modification 1 in the 4th slot. German carriers August 1 possible, Richthofen, Graf Zeppelin, Graf Zeppelin B adjusted the settings of bombers, increased the chance of two bombs hitting an ellipse at once. Uh, American carrier FDR, uh, torpedo parameters have changed, um, arming distance increased, torpedo launch spread increased 5%, bomb bomb parameters were uh, changed. Uh, reduced the damage by 1,000. HE bomb penetration reduced by 3 millimeters. And chances of fire being caused by HE bombs reduced to 6... From 64% to 60%. Wargaming is really doing it for us right now. Um, a bunch of different errors that were fixed. I'm not going to read all of them. Um, oh yeah, and the Endract, uh, has edits. it's, um... Airstrike range reduced to 10 kilometers from 11 kilometers. Nominally, it said it was 10 kilometers, but you could actually get it out to 11 kilometers because of this bug, but they fixed that. Um, yeah, so... Uh, also, they fixed the uh, error that caused Z-44 to have a slightly higher chance of fire on the ship than was uh, initially published. So, that is it for World of Warships news, and we will be getting right into the specs and how to play of HMS Surrey. So HMS Surrey, Tier 7 British Heavy Cruiser, quite a good ship in my opinion. Um, Does have drawbacks, but essentially what this is, is this was um, an actual planned ship. They were going to build it, but budget cuts, like it was set up and they had all the resources allocated for it and it was essentially just supposed to be an improved Devonshire class, or a county class, um, but budget cuts right before its construction led to it being canceled and never built. Um, Doubtful whether it would actually look like this, um, uh, because it would have probably just been more or less a copy of the county class, Um, but I guess they're trying to maybe, like, put it in a modernization similar to that of the London at tier six, like a sort of a world war two modernization. And you can tell based on the radars that were, um, on the masts of HMS Surrey. So I, I, I mean, I can kind of see what they're going for here. There's not a whole lot of historical, um, uh, it's not really based off any historical things or historical designs, but you know, it's the, the main battery is correct. Um, and, uh, well, the armor's correct and things like that. So it seems like they got the nuts and bolts of it down. It's just whether the, their interpretation of what the design would have looked like in the mid-1940s. So um, going over the specs, no modules nor commander skills have been applied at this point. Um, actually, you know, I'm going to make it so that it's um, as if you had researched all the, the modules um, on it. So you got the max, new fire control module and the b hull. So uh, maximum range is fourteen point eight two kilometers, which is kind of short, but not as short as it gets. Uh, I believe only the Weimar has a shorter range, or the Weimar, or however you want to pronounce it, has a shorter range at the tier um, than the Surrey. But I really, I really didn't notice it too much because, or I mean, I noticed the range um, uh, deficit, but I didn't. It didn't really impact the playstyle of it, and I'll tell you why in a little bit. But reload time has been reduced from 14 seconds to 12.5 seconds from, uh, when compared to the Devonshire. Um, so 180 degree turn time is standard 22.5 seconds. I think that's the same as the Devonshire. Um, Sigma 2.0 accuracy is 136 uh, meters uh, dispersion horizontal. Dispersion vertical is 82 meters. Um, DPM is 126,720. Maximum damage is 3,300, which is increased. I believe it's normally, at this year, like 2,900. So, yeah, it's a bit increased. Uh, muzzle velocity is 814 meters a second. Shell weight is 116 kilograms, which I believe is 256 pounds. Yes, that is. Um, uh, yeah, okay. And so, the ricochet... Or no, ricochet. I'm looking at the wrong specs here. Okay, so, depth explosion for depth charges or if you're shooting at a submarine, uh, 3 meters around. HE penetration 34 millimeters, which is standard. The burn probability is 17%. Um, fires per minute is approximately 4, or close to 4, just a little under, 3.72. Uh, HEDP, or APDPM is 172.8K. Uh, uh, Maximum damage is 4,500. Uh, muzzle velocity is identical at 814 meters a second. The weight is identical at 116 kilograms. Um, depth explosion is only one meter, the overmatch is 14 millimeters, and the threshold is 30, uh, the arming threshold is 34 millimeters with a fuse time of 0.33, or 0.033 seconds. Um, the firing angles are okay. They're better back than they are forward, I believe, just by a little bit, um, but they're nothing to write home about. And they're not, they're not, I don't think they're awful, they're not the best that there is, though. Um, so torpedoes, it does have torpedoes as uh two uh, quadruple um, 533 millimeter QR Mark IV torpedoes I believe are basically the same torpedoes that are carried on Devonshire they do 15k uh, damage um, they have a reload time of 96 seconds to speed of 61 knots, detectability range of 1.3 kilometers reaction time uh, if you're stationary of 8.2 seconds chance of flooding of 265% 180 uh, degree turn time with a standard 7.2 seconds, and they have atrocious fire angles. You basically have to give broadside to fire them. Um, secondary armament is useless. Uh, it's 120mm dual purpose guns, or 102mm dual purpose guns. Uh, no point in using them. Um, a defense is mediocre. Um, has uh two flacks or three fleet uh three flak explosions uh which go out every five seconds uh they do 1190 damage each hits and it has 73.5 dps um and in the outer range in the medium range there's 227 dps and then in the near range there's 164.5 dps so it's it's okay it's not Bad, especially if you take defensive fire, it's decent, but it's nothing like the De Saven Provincia or a Holland, like, anti-aircraft suite. It's, it's decent. Uh, ship has 35,300 hit points, which I believe is a bit low. Um, yeah, if we compare it to the New Orleans, which has 29,000, or, okay, B-Hall has, yeah, actually... It's right where it should be. It's around it's normal um, for the hit points. So it's not bad. Uh, especially with the, uh, with the heal, uh, it certainly is manageable. Uh, fires burn for a standard 30 seconds. They'll do 3,177 damage. Uh, floods uh, go for the standard 40 seconds. Um, they'll do 3,500 damage. The concealment is quite stealthy at ten point eight three kilometers. Uh, smoke firing penalty of six point uh, one eight kilometers, and you're detected while on fire at twelve kilometers, and by the air at six kilometers. It has a maximum speed of a kind of sluggish thirty knots, but a tight turning circle radius at six hundred sixty meters, with a rudder shift time of a bit on the slow side of nine point four seconds. As far as consumables, it carries standard damage control, uh, standard repair party. Uh, it can have a choice between defensive AA or standard hydro and it has a standard spotter plane. So um, Surrey upgrades, you're going to want to take main armaments mod 1, you're going to want to take damage control system modification 1, then you're going to want to take um, aiming systems modification 1, and you're going to want to take rudders or steering gears modification 1. Um, the reason why I don't take damage control modification 2 is because you're a cruiser um, and you need to dodge things, and propulsion, I do not take it because you're not a U.S. cruiser. You do not have the need to accelerate from behind islands, and you do not have smoke, so you do not need to accelerate out of the smoke screen. Um, however, this thing does not get standard British acceleration, so it, it has standard acceleration with the rest of the world. Um, it's not that ridiculous, like, you know, pulling a turn at, like, uh, you know, like race car turn speeds. So, um, as far as commander builds... Uh, if you have a 10-point commander, you're probably going to want to take Gun Feeder, Priority Target, um, Adrenaline Rush, and Concealment Expert. Uh, then you're going to want to take Superintendent, probably. And then um, you're not going to need IFHE. You may want to take uh, Top rate Grade Gunner, although I don't use it. Uh, you can also take Grease the Gears. Um, eye in the Sky if you want to. Uh, that's going to half the duration and the reload time of your spotter. So, uh, I mean, you can if you want to. I don't really use the spotter all that much, so to be honest, so I, you know, not the skill for me, but it may be for you. Um, you can, you might want to take like consumable enhancements um, to increase the duration of your hydro. Uh, you know, it's really up to you. Uh, you can pretty much anything uh, this cruiser isn't super heavy on commander skills if you want to take survivability expert you can but it's not super useful later in the line you could take last stand um, yeah so uh, or yeah actually one thing I forgot uh, demolition expert you're gonna want to take that um, that's gonna increase the chance of your HE shells causing a fire on target by one percent and then for flags the only ones you should uh, make sure you fly um, everyone else is optional or Juliet Charlie, Victor Lima, uh, India X-Ray, India Delta, and November Foxtrot. You could also run Sierra Mike, and you could also run Sierra Bravo um, to increase the speed and the hydroacoustic search duration, um, respectively, Uh, and that would also help you out if you have some of those flags, although I haven't really seen any Sierra Bravo flags being awarded um, lately which is a bit strange because I have been getting a lot of flags lately, especially in uh, the talkyard campaign uh, that I've been doing. Anyways, uh, what does this do for the ship stats? Well, it does a few things. Um, Most notably, it's going to decrease your concealment, which I believe... Yeah, so you get sub-10 kilometer concealment. uh, You get 9.74 kilometer concealment with this um, build, uh, and it so with the camouflage you get like 9.5 kilometer concealment if you if you do put a camouflage on um and while firing main guns and smoke this goes down to 6.18 and then when on fire goes down to 11.74 so you are actually a very stealthy heavy cruiser you can't quite stealth torp with your torpedoes um but if things are sailing towards you or you're dumping dumping them in your wake um as you're trying to just kind of do some uh, aerial denial tactics um you can you know use them to some reasonable effectiveness but this is most useful for the strategy in which you're going to play this ship which is um uh just kiting and things like that so you're more or less kind of uh so you're a support ship and you also are very good at denying errors to the enemy or at least delaying and punishing their advance um you're also going to have now a 20 20 20%, 20% fire chance. Yes, on 203 mm guns at tier 7, a 20% fire chance. Um and yeah, so your alpha you can expect to have around anywhere from 1 to 4000 sometimes 5000 damage high explosive salvos. Um usually around 3000 um yeah, 3000 to 5000 usually the norm. Uh sometimes I have gotten 7 K salvos, sometimes 10K salvos, especially on destroyers. Um, yeah, so this thing is quite potent in its artillery. Um, even It's it's the Defenshar on steroids, is what it is. It's, that's what it is. Um, uh, and I can't, I can't imagine what the Albemarle is going to be like. I bet this is going to be uh, even more insane. And then, obviously, you have the Drake after that, which is just an all-around improvement. And then the Goliath, which is, well... As the name says, is quite a Goliath as far as HE spamming is. It's the best one in the game. Uh, this build also is going to uh, improve your um, reload speed. And I find, find this very useful because you do, if things go quite sour, you do take damage a lot. Um, although you do have the ability to, you know, uh, go dark quite easily. So it, let's say you end up at around 50% health. Okay, so 49% health, you will have an 11.22 second reload, um, which, you know, assists in your DPM. Um, and so how are you going to play this ship? Well, you're going to play it uh, like the Devonshire. You're, it loves to kite and just kind of deny the area to the enemy. And you might ask, well, how are you going to do this? Well, if you didn't see my uh, Devonshire episode, what you're going to do is you're going to go to a cap on the flank. You're not going to go to the center cap because that—that's when it becomes kind of hard to manage this ship um, as far as picking targets and things like that, and just managing which direction your uh, incoming fire is going to come from. Or oh, oh, by the way, your uh, rudder t- shift time decreases to 7.5 seconds with all the rudder mods, and your speed increases 31 and a half knots uh, with the speed flag mounted, as opposed to the original 30 knots um anyways uh so you're gonna position yourself so that your uh, concealment circle on your mini map is around halfway um through the cap to halfway to three quarters through the cap and then you're gonna turn around and just point your guns at the cap and wait for enemy ships to be spotted and you're gonna use your throttle and your rudder to kind of juke out you can even go sometimes backwards Um, just to really make yourself unpredictable for the enemy and you're just gonna keep dishing out damage and this ship's really good at it because it's not like a Des Moines or something or a light cruiser where you need to constantly be firing in order to keep your DPM up no, you you can wait 10 seconds and still have good DPM and this in turn allows you more time and thought to assess the situation and make sure you're keeping track of what's going on. It's less likely for you when you're able to pay attention or pay more attention to the minimap because you're not always worrying about aiming your shots because your guns reload in 12 seconds. Um, allows you to have less ambushes and unexpected shots that come in from across the map. You can really look around for the things that are coming in and assessing the situ- and allowing you to assess the situation. So that's in this radar shift time of 7.5 seconds, which is not the greatest you'll ever have, but certainly not awful. Um, allows you to re- relatively easily dodge incoming shells, especially if they're from American battleships or American cruisers or something that has a little bit more floaty of an arc, perhaps a British ship. Um, in turn, you you wreck battleships. That you are a kiting British heavy cruiser is one of a battleship's worst nightmares. Besides, like a Japanese torpedo boat that they can't see charging them, it's one of the hardest ships to push through because. Even if you manage to nail it, it still has a heal that can heal back um, a lot of the damage. And it's a British heal, so it is quite good. This heal will heal back 50% of uh, any citadel damage that is dealt to you, as compared to the 10% that most battleship heals have uh, or the uh, 33% that most cruisers get. So you are very, very durable. but. the problem is, is you cannot show broadside. This ship's armor is not that great. I believe it might have a 25mm bow, or less than that, maybe a 20mm bow, I forget. My World of Warships client's updating right now, so I can't um, check that. It's it's something where you can you can bow tank 14-inch uh, guns, but you cannot bow tank 15-inch guns. I think it's 25mm. Um, so, like, if you, if you are facing a Fuso, you can literally straight-up charge him down, burn him with the HE, and as soon as you get close enough, just... Torpedo them and be done with them so this this ship can be very durable in certain circumstances um, And is guaranteed to last long if played well But if you are caught broadside if you wait too long to turn around or if you let the enemy get within your base detection range And you're overextending and all of a sudden you need to turn around because uh, you're overextending That's when you get hit in the broadside and just straight-up deleted now This has never happened to me, but I have seen it happen uh, to other people so that is something that you have to be careful of with the Asuri. Um, otherwise, it's actually fairly easy to play. Um, and it's a very effective ship to play. It rewards sort of close in playing because you can't sit at maximum range if you launch your spotter um, and sit at maximum range of like, was it, 16, maybe 17 kilometers and expect to reliably hit anything because of how poor the accuracy is on these guns, or at least it seems like, it really doesn't seem like, like, if you look at it on paper, it doesn't seem like the accuracy is that bad, but it just seems very bad in practice. The groupings are almost never good. I mean, I'll get some groupings where, like, you literally can't even tell the two shells apart because they're, like, phasing in and out of each other. But there's some times where it'll land, like, 50 to 100 meters to port and starboard of a ship and, and just um, bracket them. And that's really frustrating when you have a 12-second reload. So that it it is promoting sort of close-range play, but nothing within 12 or 10 or 9 kilometers. However, you have the ship spec if you have it for um, uh, heavy HE and uh, SAP shells, because I really. I really don't recommend taking it because your HE shells are already pretty ridiculous already uh your it'll make your concealment go up to 11.2 kilometers even if you have concealment expert on your captain which means that you only have a three kilometer buffer or around a three kilometer buffer just a little bit more than three kilometers um with your uh stealth firing range so it makes it very tricky to play and i you since your HE shells are already so crazy it doesn't um, really matter all that much. Now, if you have a captain on the Goliath and it do, and the Goliath has a larger um, sort of like a stealth firing range, then I could see you taking heavy HE and SAP shells and getting like 4,000 damage um, base high explosive shells and having 17k salvos and 10k salvos. Um, I, can, I can see where you would take it, but I don't recommend it on the Surrey. And so basically, the in a nutshell, TLDR version of how to play this ship, you're going to go Cap, wait for your um, detection range to be around halfway to three quarters of the way into the cap, then you're gonna turn around and just kind of slowly kite and throttle juke and go forward and backwards and left and right and just kinda dodge all these shells. And then if it turns out that your team's winning on the flank, then you're gonna go and detect it, turn back around and start pushing the team, especially if I don't know, a fuso and a Kagaro pop up. And that's all that's that's in that cap. Well. Yeah, then you're probably just going to want to push straight up. You're going to want to go undetected and push because you can easily deal with the Kagero, especially if you run Hydro, which I highly recommend running Hydro, uh, especially since the ranges are that you engage in are kind of close, and you start to get close to those torpedo ranges um, that some destroyers would be at, and if they um, use their stealth to get close to you, they can get within torpedo range, and it's useful for charging smoke screens. It's just... Way more useful than defensive AA is, but other people think that defensive AA is more useful, so that's that's why it's there for you to take it. But anyways, you would charge the Kaguro, easily deal with the Kaguro, whether it be with your torpedoes or just straight up with your alpha of your guns. Then you'd charge down the Fuso because you're faster than a Fuso, and you would be able to just wreck them with the EHE and then get close enough, or deal with them with the torpedoes, and then you could sweep around and catch your team in a crossfire. Um... That's obviously a golden scenario for this uh, ship, but it... I would say it performs well. I'm having a lot of fun in this Surrey. My win rate is awful in the Surrey because I've just been in games where my team's been pummeled. Uh, there was one game I had where it was a tier 9 match and I was like one of two tier 7s in the entire match. There was just me and I think maybe an Atlanta enemy team or something like that, but I was the last one left alive on my team. I had dealt close to 100k uh, damage in this ship and I... I was single handedly holding off an entire enemy flank and my whole team Lemming trained to one side and I they couldn't figure out how to push through the four enemy ships that were there while I was holding back like six. And so you can see how well that ended. And that's most of the games that I've been having in this ship. Um so, you know, that's uh that's been uh kind of interesting. And I mean it's been a fun ship. I, I i'm enjoying this line and i would recommend it so far uh and i i just got a super container that gave me enough enough xp to get to the albermall so that may be the next episode although i may do the sirocco for the next episode because i just got that um, as part of the dockyard event and um, by that time if i do the sirocco i'm probably going to do the desaven provincia because i will get that hopefully i uh, planning on getting it through just grinding through it and then buying the three phases or i already bought the three phases but just grinding the rest of the way through it but you know if i need to if it's getting you know after october sixth, then i have like two more phases to do i might just straight up buy them uh seems like a good ship and i'd be i'm i'm eager to do an episode on it but that is it for today. It is a bit of a shorter episode because we didn't really have any history to do on the uh, HMS Surrey. I was kind of thinking maybe next time if we do the uh, HMS Albemarle, that we'll do some history on some battles, uh, maybe like Sooner Strait or something like that, uh, just to... Uh, allow me to have some more time on each episode uh, especially when there is a ship that does not have as much history but if you like the episode please be sure to uh, let me know and leave a positive review on whatever podcasting platform you're listening to if you have any questions comments concerns or ship requests please email me at raygamcast at gmail.com emails also in the description of this episode actually every episode and, uh, please be sure to buy some, uh, merch and support the channel, or support the podcast. Support the channel. I've been watching too much YouTube lately. Um, support the podcast in any way you can. It is much appreciated. And until next time, captains!